Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Authors need publicity to promote their books, but there's the way to do it and the ways not to do it. On today's episode, you'll learn why authors can promote their books, how they can work with a publicist, how you can tell how book marketing tactics have changed over the years so you're up to date on everything, and some of the myths that book marketing experts want you to know about. Welcome to our show today. You can subscribe to our channel and click the little button there to be notified about our new episodes. We come out with new episodes every week. I'm Dan Janelle, the author of Write Your Book in a Flash. I ghostwrite books for business authors, and I also am a book coach and developmental editor. In our show today, we have Brian Feinblum, who has an incredible background in publicity, working with some of the biggest names and celebrities you've ever heard of to promote their books. How are you doing today, Brian? Hey, Dan. Nice to see you. How are you? Doing great. Thanks. So tell me, tell me a little bit here. You know, whenever I talk to clients, you know, managing expectations is always one of the key things I try to establish first off. So tell me, what should authors expect to do to promote their books? A lot. (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell us, give us a few ideas. (laughs) Absolutely. So obviously authors can be published in numerous ways. Many are self-published. A good number are, are traditional published or with a university press or a small press. Wherever you are, you're going to need to do many things. People sometimes think, oh, I'm with a publisher. They'll be doing A, B, and C for me. And hopefully the publisher is doing something for them, but chances are there's still a lot that they're not doing. So in all cases, authors are really responsible for their own social media. They're responsible for thinking, how can I market this book beyond, beyond the obvious? You know, if you have a publisher or not, Sure, there's the bookstore market, the library market, and things of that nature. But think beyond that. What groups can you contact? What can you do that goes the extra mile to really target who you're trying to reach? It won't just come to you. Many authors feel, oh, I wrote a great book. And sometimes they really did write a great book. That's just the the beginning point. They really have to be prepared to do a lot. Months before the book's out, months after the book is out, and even in between books if they're working on multiple books. Great. Uh, That gives us a broad overview, but tell us, you know, what are some of the basic steps? How should an author work with a publicist? Sure. I mean, first they have to decide if they need a publicist. If they are, if they are with a traditional publisher, then they should be assigned a publicist, but they have to really find out what's that publicist doing. The first sign to know if if the publisher is going to be active is they'll give you some sort of marketing plan. They'll tell you what they're going to be doing. Publishers won't hide what they're doing. So if they don't come to you right away or they're not telling you have a publicist assigned to you, chances are they're not doing much of anything for you. So don't get lazy and think, oh, the, the publisher has a publicist who's going to do something for me. So find out what are they doing and fill in the gaps. But let's talk more about what most where most authors are at now. Most published authors now are self-published. I think like three quarters. And that's probably a good chunk of the people that I work with now. Um, you know, I probably work with about three quarters that are self-published and a quarter that are traditionally published. And so they need to be active. They have to realize this is their brand. It's not just the book that they're selling or marketing. It's, it's, it's a long-term brand, especially if you're going to write more books or if the book is a calling card for your business, your practice, or whatever it is that you do in life that you're trying to make money from. 
So the book is a great opportunity to get in front of the media, social media, speaking, advertising. You know, there are multiple areas that you have to evaluate and decide, A, is someone doing this for me? Am I hiring someone? Is there a publisher that's doing this? Am I doing this? Then B, can I do this? Even if I want to do this, do I have the time? Do I have the money? Do I have the skill set? Do I even enjoy it? Most authors hate social media. That's the number one complaint that I hear. Probably you hear the same thing at some point. Um, even if they're good at it, they hate social media. They just see it as a, it's time away from them writing. It's time away from doing anything sane. Uh, sometimes they spend hours at it. They don't get anything out of it. So it's important that authors make a determination. What will they do? What should they do? And what will they just dismiss? I always tell authors, there should be things that you just say, hey, I'm not going to do it. I don't have the money, the time, the skill set, the knowledge, anything. I'm just going to let it go. And feel good about it. If, even if you say no to social media, as big as social media is, that just means you have to put more emphasis on other areas. If you're not going to tweet, you need to speak more. If you're not going to speak, you need to advertise more. If you're not going to advertise, you need to be in front of traditional media and on and on and on. So look at it as, as if you were investing and you look like you're a smart investor yourself. You don't put your money all in one stock or just stocks. You spread it out. You diversify your portfolio. PR is the same thing. Whatever those things are, which we can get to in detail, Make sure that someone is doing it in some some portion. Great. So how do you hire a publicist? What should you look for? Um, I would say, one, you have to get along with the person. You know, when you talk to them on the phone, and there should be a phone conversation or an in-person meeting if that's possible, or a Zoom, you got to relate to the person. Does this person seem knowledgeable? Do they seem likable? Do they seem like they care about my book? Have they, have they promoted books in my genre? Um, do they have any success stories? How old are those success stories? Uh, success to what degree? You know, publicists are very good at just quickly saying things and glossing over things. I work with this one. I work with that one. Or this one's a best-selling author, but what did you actually do? You know, and that's, and that's certainly true for me. There are best-selling authors I've worked with, but I've done one book versus all 20 of the books. Or I've done some portion of that book versus the whole campaign. And, you know, it's still a positive and a plus that I work with this person. But people need to understand they, they shouldn't get the wrong impression that just because you work with someone well-known that they're now going to get the same treatment or have the same success. It doesn't always work out that way. What would you tell an author who says he or she just wants to write books? I have this conversation all the time and I try and be nice about it, but I tell them, look, why would you write a book that's not going to get read? It's like trying to open your mouth to speak, but there's no sound that comes out um, or watching a movie with the sound off. What's, what's the point? Now they know that too. They want their books read but, and they love to write. There has to be a compromise. So if they won't do something, they have to figure out, well, why won't they do it? Sometimes it's just an initial fear or a fear of failure, or they tried it once and it didn't work out the way they thought, or they got bad advice. So like a therapist is what I feel like I am sometimes. Let's analyze it. You know, why did you or not do something? How did it go and why? Can we make this better? Could we not repeat the same mistakes? Sometimes the answer is yes. You hire someone like myself or anyone to market and promote some aspect of what you're doing. And then you determine if you're going to fill in, the, fill in those areas that are not being taken care of. So bottom line, I tell authors is that they have to realize it's just not going to happen on its own, whether you're with a publisher or not a publisher, you have to market and promote. Find a thing that you like to do. Find a thing that you're good at. I'm sure they can do something other than write. Okay. Uh, what are the biggest mistakes that authors make in regards to book marketing and publicity? 
Uh, well, one mistake is kind of what you alluded to in the question. They they um, don't realize that they have to do something, <laughs> they, or they or they just don't simply acknowledge it. They just sort of let it go. Uh, timing would be a factor. Many authors will publish a book and then wake up and say, oh, now I have to promote it. It really begins idealistically six months before a book is out that there are certain things you can do from the planning stage to website creation, writing press kit materials, sending advanced review copies, getting testimonies. Like, there's so many things you can do uh, for a book or for a brand. And so, so one would be lateness. Two would be ignoring the fact that they have to do something. Three would be, I think, selecting the wrong thing. I talked to some authors and I'll say, what have you done to market your book? So I understand what they've done. So I'm not offering the same thing twice or to learn from what they did. And they'll usually start out by saying, oh yeah, uh, I did a lot or I spent X amount of money. But but then when we get into the details, we find out they really did like one-tenth of what could be done. You know, maybe they spent money on advertising, but it was the wrong kind of advertising, right? Or they say they're on social media, but they're not doing anything to try and get new connections. They make posts on it. Maybe they don't post that often. Maybe the posts aren't of a great quality in terms of getting people back to their website or their book. And so when you really break it down, I think most authors, they just operate under misinformation or willful, willful negligence, hoping that things will just take care of themselves. What are some of the book marketing myths that need to be debunked? Well, we sort of touched upon it a little bit. People think the biggest one still is that people, no matter how much they learn about the publishing industry, they still think or hope that the publisher is doing more than they're really doing for them. Uh, even in case when the publisher is doing something, like let's say sending out advanced review copies to a select number of reviewers or doing some other kind of targeted mailing. But that may be it. The publisher is only concerned with book sales, as the author is as well. But the author goes beyond book sales. It goes back to that brand. So whereas, let's just take hypothetically, someone writes a book, a business book, where the goal is to get more business for themselves. Maybe they're a financial planner. So it's a whole great book about how to invest your money, blah, blah, blah. They're using that as a calling card to get clients for their business where they get thousands of dollars versus $20 or $2 for a book. And not that they don't want success for the book, but the book is secondary. The publisher is treating the book as the only thing that they care about. Let's make sure we sell X number of copies to break even on our investment or a little bit more to make a profit, which is fine. So you both want the same thing, but, but only to a point. So that's why the author has to realize I need to market and promote beyond whatever the publisher is doing. That They have a short-term limited focus on what they're doing and what they could do. And the publishers, they will quickly rank their titles A, B, and C. They're happy to publish every book that they publish as a reason why they selected it. But they also know there are only a handful of books that they will put a lot of time and resources in into because they perceive the bigger payoff coming from those books. So everything else needs help, you know, whether the public, whether the author hires someone or does it themselves or both. How have book marketing tactics evolved over the years? Some things have changed a lot, obviously. I broke into this business a little over 30 years ago. And, you know, back then, the best thing to do was to fax something to a, to a journalist. Uh, there, there really was no internet. It was just the beginning. Like, I started in 1989. The internet really didn't take off until the mid-90s, or at least officially start around 1990. And so for the first five or six years, I don't think I even used email when I was promoting people. It just wasn't a thing. It was, it was a small percentage of people. But then that took off. So how have things changed? So email, email is significant. It's hard to find anybody by phone when you want to reach somebody. A lot of authors and publishers won't even try the phone anymore, which is why I think you should still try it. There are times that people think they shouldn't bother making a phone call they'll never get through. But if everyone thinks that way, 
than some people will get through. Obviously, it depends. If you have a really good book, author, or pitch, it's worth the extra effort to make that phone call. If you know in your heart's front of the mill or it's nothing out of the ordinary, you know, start with email. Find people on social media. Now, social media is amazing. You know, authors can really use it a lot better than they've been using it to promote themselves. The media find, finds people all over the place, often online. So if you're promoting with your blog and your podcast and your Twitter and your Facebook, you may get discovered or at least have some way of connecting with the media. The media is online. So you could easily, you know, send a tweet to someone that works for the New York Times, USA Today, New York Post, whatever it may be. So things have changed greatly in the sense of which tools you use. You know, physical mail also is on a decline. It used to be we, the standard thing. If the book comes out, you do a galley mailing, physical mailing of books. Now a lot of that's done electronically. Then when the book actually comes out, you may send advanced review copies and then follow up with the journalists. Now it's it's pretty much all electronically. And people hate that because it seems like things just go into the void. You don't even know if they really got it. Did the PDF make it through? Did the journalists see it? And then, you know, they haven't heard back. It's like someone waiting for a second date for them to call back. And so you just feel like there's an empty void. So for me, I still encourage old school and new school. There are times you should just physically mail a book. There are times you should make a phone call, but also track them down on Twitter. Find them at a conference when things are being held in person. Find ways, find second and third ways to reach people directly and indirectly. But it's all predicated on you believing you wrote the best pitch, you have a strong angle. There's got to be something that drives you. It can't just be, I hope or I think. It's got to be, no, they, if I got annoyance with this person, they would be, they'd be convinced they should be talking to me. I'm the expert on whatever it is. Great advice. Tell us, Brian, who is your ideal client and how can they get in touch with you? Uh, the ideal client, one who pays. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, more so. I love working with authors and books. The ideal client, I work more with nonfiction than fiction, but I'd say about 25% of my clients are fiction. Clients who want to learn and grow. I love it when I consult with a client and I give them advice and they take it and it and they, you can hear on the phone, like, oh, this worked. I didn't know this existed or I didn't try it the right way. It could be something as simple as applying for a book award. It could be something as simple as finally having that Twitter account that you've been avoiding. And once they get on, I show them some of the tricks of the trade. They love it. So that makes me feel really good. So I love clients who want to learn. I love, and, and they run a gamut. I have many clients who are in their early 80s who just wrote their first book. And people a lot younger wrote their first book. Um, so my ideal client is just one that wants to grow and learn. That doesn't just say, hey, here's my book, you know, do everything possible. The truth is I could only do so much. They have to do something as well. Great. And what is your website? Uh, book Marketing Buzz Blog. Bookmarketingbuzzblog.blogspot.com. And that's been my blog for over 10 years. And I, my contact information is on there. I'd love to hear from anybody and everybody. I appreciate it. Great. Thanks for being with us today, Brian. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.